And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Joe Gifford, who discovered how water and its connection to our higher selves helped her through her own grieving process. Joe, thank you for joining us today and welcome. Hi, Jeff. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Well, Joe, how did you discover this process of dealing with your grief with water in the first place? You know, Jeff, I'm as surprised as the next person because I'm not someone who ever loved swimming. In fact, I really hated it. And um, to find myself um, immersed in the open water and really engaging with you know the elements in this way is all new to me. So really, this started for me, if I dial you back to you know 2020, and as we all know, that year, even if we say it, does hold so many memories for all of us. And um, for me, particularly um, in that time, so I'm here in the UK, um, and in the first wave of lockdowns, my dad had dementia, um, and he was in a care home. And over here, the you know the care homes were very much at risk early on, um, and he he actually got COVID early on, and and he passed away. And th- that whole process, whatever our thoughts are around what was happening during that time, um, and I completely understand they're wide and varied. To not be with someone that you love while they're dying um, is a really, really tough process, you know, and to know that that person's vulnerable, to know that they don't understand what's going on. And, you know, during that time as well, we're all going through so much collectively, weren't we? And I began... um, just walking in the fields near my house it was like the process of putting one foot in front of another was just so you know so kind of like just keep walking just keep breathing just take each day as it comes and I'm sure as your audience are you know a lot of us are here um as I am I listen every day to find comfort from the NDE experiences and from what happens during death they know grief right and grief for me during dad's passing and afterwards was all consuming and I was trying to find that path literally by doing all we could at that time which was being outside um just finding those moments of space um at the same time during that year we actually lost um several relatives friends from all you know for all different things it was an absolutely tumultuous year for so many reasons. And for my particular journey in family, grief was so huge in it. It was just enormous. And I was finding my own ways to kind of try and and navigate it. And I actually live um, near Cambridge um, in the UK. And I'm from this area that's, that's actually near the river. And you know, I would be walking past the river on this daily walk of meditation almost, just keep going, just keep going, just keep breathing. And one particular day in summer, I just felt this almost primal urge to get in the water, just to submerge myself. It was a hot day, you know, just to be in the water and um, just to literally jump in. And I'm not someone who would enjoy doing that usually, but I did, I just kind of followed that urge got in the water and it just felt as if there was this sense of being held, this sense of calm and 
I came out of there just thinking that felt magical. Whatever that process was, I'm coming back. And so every day I'd be walking back to the river. I'd be having a dip. I'd go for like a little swim. And I didn't know that wild swimming was a thing. I mean, now it's exploded in the UK and I I think it is globally as well. I didn't even know this was a thing. I just knew that I needed to be in the water. Um, And what I discovered was that when you're in a river, in a lake, in the sea, looking up at the skies, you just feel so, so connected to life and the rhythm of life. And the water became a metaphor for so much that I was processing through grief. I was able to literally go to the river and cry and feel as if my tears became part of something bigger. Um, And I started sharing this on social media. I started sharing pictures of my swims and of my dips and and the poetry that started to come from me about grief and about how I was finding comfort in this element, in this wild element. And this little splash of water, this little effect of me finding comfort from nature began to spread, Jeff. And as I say, I didn't know wild swimming was a thing. And a few people reached out to me and just said, hey, do you fancy swimming through winter? You know, cold water is incredible. You know, there's been proven research for all sorts of benefits of cold water for stress, anxiety, depression. And I began swimming through the winter. As the temperature got colder and colder, I'd, you know, take my anxiety, my sadness, my grief, you know, to the river or the lake. And I would get in the water, feel some kind of, you know, it would be anxiety some days I'd be releasing. It would be sadness. I'd come out just feeling I can go for like another day now. I can process this. And so... Really, it was the death of my dad, in short, that took me to the river and completely surprised me by how something that's always been there, you know, water's all around me all the time. I didn't know the power of really engaging with the flow of water and the flow of life would have this profound effect on me. Can you tell us about the connection to your higher self? Yeah, so this is a new one on me as well. Um, So... There's something for me that I really experienced when I'm in the water. And there's lots of studies, there's all sorts of books and research out now around, you know, from the spiritual side, you know, water having, you know, having its own conscience, having its own kind of energy. And if we look through, you know, the way that water's been used through all sorts of spiritual practices, you know, we think of holy water, we think of the way that all different cultures have used water as part of their spiritual practice in legend and culture and heritage and also from the fact that it's it's an element that's part of life it literally is the flow of life and I I soon found that you know my daily or weekly trips you know to the river were profoundly impacting my own spiritual practice this became almost like a little therapy and soul session, Um, you know, to go to the water, to, you know, be with a friend, to be able to talk and to be immersed and almost renewed each time. And I found that 
all sorts of things began to unravel for me. So I, um, so I found that my creativity was really heightened after going to the water. Um, so you know, for my job, I'm a writer, um, and I discovered that part of my creative practice really now also became to immerse in water. It's like that connection to self and connection to spirits really deepened through through going to the water and I also found that my connection to you know my help you know my higher self to um a sense of connection to source was also really deepened and so my sense of intuition my psychic abilities were deepening um and they have been over the last few years more and more and it's become such an integral part of my life um that's actually really core to it now do you get downloads from your higher self when you're in the water i do i do and it's actually um i quite often go with a journal now jeff and i'll um i'll go to the water and you know whether i have a problem to solve or a question that i'm i'm holding or or seeking answers to and invariably after i swum or dipped um, I have that answer and it's whether it's just about the you know I'm in nature I'm in the blue space I'm I'm out um, you know from behind our screens and the way that we live now is so boxed in um, or whether it's that I'm taking time for myself but for me I think it's all those and so much more um, I do have downloads and I, I I really encourage it and and seek questions when I'm there now you mentioned cold water. Do you think doing this in cold water is the most effective? For me, the magic happens in all seasons in different ways. Um, I love the cold water. And right now it's really cold in the UK. So I swam yesterday in the river and we had ice and it's 1.4 degrees and it's a different experience. That's, for me, the cold is much more about, you know, resilience and, um a primal kind of strength I think because I love discovering that my body and mind are able to withstand more than I realize and, and that gets better each time so there's something so profound for me in that especially with grief which is such a physical mental and spiritual experience um but then there's also, you know, I, I love swimming through the seasons and I use swimming in a really loose term, Jeff. You know, sometimes it really is, you know, swimming down the river or, or going for longer swims. And when it's cold, it's in immersion and out. So it depends on, on what season it is. Um, but the, I think different settings, different you know temperatures all have their own um, kind of special magic. But the cold for me has definitely been incredibly healing um of the grief process yeah when you're doing this especially in the cold are you wearing a wetsuit no <laughs> i'm not um, I, I, you know um i swim in what we call skins in, um, in my swimsuit and that's 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 total my preference and i have built it up over a few years of of immersion and you know being really careful and you know we have to have to say that you know if you are going to go anywhere near cold water you need to be really careful and go with someone and and you know read all the safety advice first but um so no and it's become um 
really part of my sort of armory in in dealing with stress which of you know at first you know was grief and there's all you know other sort of you know sort of parts of life that become stressful and as I say you know I you know we lost lots of people during a fairly short period of time and so having somewhere to kind of go and feel strong and release emotion um has become a really huge part of it but it's definitely been incremental and if anyone knows the work of Wim Hof mm -hmm. who really advocates uh you know cold water immersion and cold water therapy um and there's so much evidence around you know blue space and blue mind you know for well-being even just being near water has benefits um but the cold is something that I really crave actually during summer when it's not there does grieving ever end oh I mean, we're nearly three years in now with dad. Um, and for me, my personal journey with dad has been that it's shifted. And I personally find enormous comfort from the work that you do, Jeff. And I, and I listen every day because I, you know, one of my saddest and most upsetting pieces about dad's death was that he died alone. But I know that he didn't. I know that, you know, I know from hearing all these experiences that he wouldn't have done. Um, and I think that for me, grief has shifted, it's ebbed and flowed, which, and, you know, this is where for me, the water just really speaks about life. That, you know, from a raindrop, from our tears, it's the same as the ocean. You know, we're all part of of this huge ocean of beings and I really found comfort knowing that the tears that I'd be sobbing knowing that it's all part of the cycle of life just like dad is just like you know he's now in source he's now with me in a very different way um and I really often feel him actually nearby and really sense him when I am near the water water was really important to him um you know he loved boat trips he loved being on a near water and um you know my dad certainly wasn't a kind of active man um but water was something that was important to him and I feel now it's kind of something we can share this is a really surprising thing that's come along for me um and you know particularly so because I was sharing my story on social media I was sharing my journey of grief and water and you know I began writing about it and my story really sparked off um you know lots of people finding the water and I actually founded um you know the blue tits uh you know chill swimmers group of swimmers up here that's now a branch of the main uh you know group and we've got 2,000 members in that now and I began speaking about my journey in the mainstream media on local radio loads of places and what I know is that my story has helped other people deal with all kinds of things, with you know, mental health, with grief, with depression, with all the things that we were going through in that year and after. And it's like there's a piece of my purpose that I didn't know would unfold in this way. And I feel like it's a gift from dad's passing that I've discovered this. It's become a tool for my life and I've been able to share it with other people. When you do this, do you go to a place that's secluded so you can be alone with the water? Actually, now I do. So when I first started, I, I tended to go quite often with larger groups of people. 
And what I discovered, my own preference, is that I prefer to go with perhaps one other friend. So it's a very quiet, um, soul-led time, really. I find that, uh, you know, larger groups of, you know, of swimmers together is lovely, it's fun, there's a lot of laughs, it can be a great environment, but I found that, you know, I'm a real introvert and the water for me is actually a bit of a sacred space now and I like to have kind of one conversation in there or, you know, I, I like it to be a quiet soul space, really. Um, some people prefer either the opposite and to go down with lots of people and have bonfires and you know, sort of tea and cake afterwards and a, a really big social thing, which is amazing. For me, it's the opposite. It does feel that that connection to my higher self, to my creativity, to my dad, to um, just going through another day in the cycle of life is what's important to me. If people want to try this, is there some sort of protocol to that they do? Like, do they get in the water and say a prayer or a mantra or something? Mm, that's that's a brilliant question, Jeff. Um, I would say if you want to try this, you'll find your own way. Like, I, I don't necessarily, I don't have a mantra that I use when I go to the water. For me, each experience is different. Um, I quite often now when I'm driving to the river or walking there, I can feel my body is almost... I could feel if there's anxiety or depression or sadness or anger or any of those emotions that almost heightens when I get there. It's like my body knows that we have somewhere to go and be held. So I don't have any particular ritual that I do, um, but it can be lovely to develop your own if you wanted to. So, so I do go down with a journal and I will, you know, note down afterwards what's come through. Um, if I'm, you know, feeling particularly like I need to connect further, that I might take my crystals down. I might, you know, pull some tarot spreads while I'm down there. Um, so I don't have a set ritual, but you can, you know, develop your own practice if you wanted to, for sure. If you wanted to advise someone to do that, how would you? Because they may go down there and say, now what do I do? Yeah, I think if you're going to the water as a newbie anyway I would definitely always go with someone else um you know check where you're going is safe you know check for depth never go on your own um especially when you're starting out um there's lots of safety advice online for open water swimming and for wild swimming so absolutely delve into all of that um and I think whether you swim in a lake or the sea or a river like I do there'll be different safety precautions, different elements to consider. Um, you might find that you prefer swimming in sunset or dawn or midday. And I think just, you know, going along and, I mean, even if you're near the water and you're in nature is the first step. You know, that's what it was for me, really, just enjoying walking near it, just enjoying, you know, the flow of water being out in nature. That can be enough and then see whether you want to go further. Well, it all makes sense. Our bodies are about 60% water. Yeah. And science suggests that evolutionary, we come from the sea. Yeah. And I think along with water and fire, they're just like primal things that are healing for us. Completely. And we've become so disconnected from nature and the way that we live, haven't we? And there's, for me, there's something... Um, really grounding about it you know in the same as walking you know barefoot it feels 
just that I'm reconnecting in a really visceral way with the earth and with nature and um I really crave it now I really crave the water if I haven't been in for whatever reason if I've been unwell or it's been a while or um or the rivers have flooded as they sometimes do up here then I really miss it um and I think that yeah it, it just the more that I wrote about it and was connecting to myself in this kind of higher self-inspiration it just made sense I, w- I was using language all the time that was about the flow and the currents and um you know the ebb and flow of life you know the cycle of water the fact that we are water and it's in every single one of our cells as you say it just makes sense that it would have a really profound effect on our well-being and and you know on our spirituality as well um, I just hadn't seen it before Speaking of spirituality, what were your spiritual beliefs before this and how have you changed? Ooh, good one. So I was I was brought up in a Christian family. Um, I stepped away from that model of faith in my teen years. And so I've been kind of um, exploring different models of connection. Um, so I would describe myself as... Um, as a seeker, really, as someone who's um, on my own path, as lots of people in this community are, I'm sure. Um, how has it changed? I think trusting that your purpose unfolds in the most unusual way has been a big lesson for me on this journey. I would never, ever have imagined that I'd be speaking to anybody, Jeff, about you know water and world swimming. That was not even anywhere near you know, my horizon. And through doing this work and um, you know, this work being, you know, sharing my story, it's a joy, it's not work. I know that other people have found the water as well in a way that's meaningful to them. And so... I've discovered a new level of trust with the universe. I've discovered um, new communities of people. Um, It's taken me on a really interesting detour of my own spiritual development, I would say. Do you think it's possible that you've connected with your father since he's crossed over to the other side? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, And as I was saying, you know, that that sense of, of psychic connection has been deepening over the last you know couple of years and I definitely I mean I talk to him all the time and I definitely sense him nearby um and I yeah I definitely feel his presence often and it's such a beautiful connection now that um I, I do feel that water is a real part of that it's helped me to really connect to who I am and I think that through that I've been able to find a different connection with my dad now he's on the other side. Yeah. One of the books you've written is called Wild Currents, and it's a poetry book about the power of water. Can you tell us about it? I absolutely can, Jeff. So as I was saying, you know, when I first started swimming and I was sharing pictures of of, of my you know, sort of newfound discovery of water, um, and I began writing about these experiences and writing about grief and I'm a content marketer in my day job and I also, you know, write for myself and write creatively. Um, so writing is very much a part of who I am and my and my way of processing things. I was a blogger many years ago. So kind of processing and sharing is very much part of the way that I kind of operate. And um, I found that um, 
I began sharing my experiences of the water in a very poetic way. And again, this is new to me. I've written the long form blogs. I've written all sorts of things. I've written books, but I've never really shared poetry. And it felt something that was quite raw and, and personal and new. And what I found was that as I was sharing words from the water, you know, I would go and have a swim, I'd come back and I'd feel like a poem would drop in about that experience. People were really resonating, really resonating and sharing. And I heard from so many people that it not only helped them find the water, but it was helping them process their own grief. That, you know, if they'd lost someone recently, this, you know, my story, my words were really helping them with their own process, which felt like a real privilege. So over time, I was I was writing more and more poems um, and I actually pulled together um, a book, which is World Currents, that, that came out early this year. Um, and I also recorded the version on on Audible as well. So there's a, you know, a voice version of me reading them aloud. Um, and it's been such an honour. Again, this was a real surprise. This came from left field for me. None of this was on my radar as, as a path to follow. But hearing how, how the poetry has affected people has been really surprising, really lovely and really humbling. How many poems are in your book? Oh, do you know what? I'm not quite sure, Jeff. <laughs> it's a really short book. I think it's about a 50. Um, yeah, there's about 50 poems in here. Some are short and some are long. Would you mind reading us a short one? I would love to read you a short one. Let me pick one. This one's called A Salty and Tidal Kiss. Wash the day from my feet, my bones, my veins. Fill me with dust of ancient rocks and stars suspended. The cycle of rising and falling from earth to the heavens made real in your element. It's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> There's some stories in there and what I actually did as well, as well as sharing my own, you know, poetry and my own stories of, of grief with my dad was I spoke to people who'd had really transformative times for whom water had helped them and I shared their stories in there so there's all sorts of incredible humans um who found healing from the water and so it's it's my own story it's the story of others who found water's helped them with all sorts of things in life um you know grief actually being a main one through it all um and I've shared their stories and, and, and you know had the privilege of sharing that in wild current so it's been an honor have you considered other activities within nature for processing grief like going on hikes or you know fire walks or anything like that you know this this has been a really surprising thing from discovering wild swimming is that I feel my kind of sense of adventure is now really um really part of me so um I think there's something about you know, stripping off next to water and getting in the cold water and having that confidence to do it um, has inspired something in me. So I've begun paddle boarding. That's become part of my, um, you know, sort of uh, exercises, wrong word, but kind of um, activities that I love to do. Uh, I now find and kind of seek out hikes and walks where there's waterfalls and I'll take my swim stuff with me and I'll find places to go and dip. It's and I'm always looking for places that I can go and explore. Um, so particularly there's lots of uh you know waterfalls down here like in Cornwall and Scotland and Wales and the Peak District in the UK. 
So I've begun having little adventures and um, just really amazed at how this has opened up something in me that I would never have thought of years ago, that I'd be, you know, climbing down cliff sides to jump into waterfalls and to, um, you know, just go and experience these magical places in this way. It's given me confidence. Um, it's helped me to feel strong physically. It's helped me to um, meet new people as well. You know, this this world swimming community and, and you know, like-minded people who, you know, who don't mind breaking the ice in the morning and getting in, into cold water um, are all really friendly, are all sort of really welcoming. And it's kind of opened up a new um, a new side of life for me to go and explore. Um, and for me, it's, you know, grief is now one part of it. It's one part of the thread. Um, it was the main thing that, you know, that really pulled me in at first. Um, and now I find that the water helps me with all kind of, you know, all sorts of pieces of life, you know, you know sort of navigating parenting and, you know, midlife, um, work stress, all, all kinds of things. It's just part of my of my rhythm now. Um, but I definitely have a list of adventures that I can't wait to go and try. And I'm always open for more. Yeah. That's great. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions about this. Are you open yeah. to it? They'd be so welcome to. Absolutely. The best place to find me is on Instagram. So you'll find me on at the Joe Gifford on Instagram. So come and say hi. And I'm more than happy to answer questions. Yeah. And before we go, I want to mention that you have a new book out. What's the title of it and what's that about? Actually, Brilliant Sunbox was out was out before Wild Currents. Oh. Um, but I think my email's <laughs> not helpful on that. Um, <clears throat> so I wrote Brilliant Unboxed. Uh, that came out in 2020, actually, before everything kicked off in the world. And it was all about finding your way in life outside of the norm and I had no clue how that was going to unfold for me um so it's all about you know really connecting to your own brilliance and your own way of doing things in work and in life and again that's that was my own sort of personal story um that was unfolding before this chapter so yeah and I'm assuming that both of your books are on Amazon they absolutely are yeah all right, great. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Oh, yeah. I just want to say just go and enjoy blue space and whatever that means for you. If my words have inspired you in any way, just, you know, know that we are all part of the cycle of life and to trust wherever those feet and those footsteps take you each day, just keep on going, um, knowing that you never know where it might lead you. Joe, thank you for that message, and thank you again for being my guest. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the Join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.